0: welcome to the mom worthy podcast this is britney this is sam grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us happy monday mom squad (laughs) i still like it i love it you're the mom squad our squad it's our badass mom squad we're getting t-shirts and jackets one day (laughs) one day (laughs) are you in are you in I'm excited for you guys to hear today's episode. We talked to a lawyer. I know. Have you ever talked to a lawyer before? I mean, not like this. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked to a lawyer at all. Uh, it was, honestly, so they reached out to us, was um, mm-hmm. his assistant, to see if we wanted to talk to Mr. Kaplan about brain injury, because he represents people who've suffered brain injuries, and we thought this would be perfect because, you know, a lot of children have brain injuries, uh, sports a lot of times can result in brain injuries. And I just recently started thinking about this because my daughter's in gymnastics and someone actually mentioned this to us. Like, just, you know, people can get hurt in gymnastics. And I was really um, interested to hear what he had to say about sports and kids and brain injuries. And it was a lot of very useful information. I was too excited when they reached out
1: because my husband did a lot of sports. He did football. He did dirt bike riding, you know, all growing up. And he suffered many notable concussions like really bad ones where he forgot who he was and what his life was about afterwards for a while that's a really bad concussion when it gets to that Mm -hmm. point so I always wonder what are the other you know lesser known concussions that he might have had and you know he really suspects that some of you know, some issues that he struggles with as an adult, you know, in regards to depression, anxiety, you know, sometimes anger, Mm -hmm. like he really feels like some of it goes back to his concussions. Makes sense. And so it's something I'm really passionate about and I really wanted to share with you guys because it's not talked about enough very true you know especially in football it's like you know they're like brush it off keep going Mm -hmm. but it's not what we should
0: do and we need to know that and fight for that for our children exactly so I think this one's going to be a great one for any parent to listen to with kids of all ages Mm -hmm. it's not just for older kids which is kind of what I went into it thinking
1: I know Um, but really
0: all ages
1: all ages yeah I know I had no idea kids under two were like most susceptible to concussions yes
0: what Yeah, so you'll have to hear what he has to say about that. This is our conversation with Mr. Kaplan. Great.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We're super excited to talk with you, and we appreciate you and your team reaching out to be able to talk to Momworthy and the Mamas.
2: Well, thank you. I look forward to our chat today.
1: Um, Um, Yes, so do we. I would love to, to start with, you know, hearing a little bit more about you. Who are you? What do you do? How did you get into what you do? Just so we can um, meet you.
2: Well, I'd like to say I'm an advocate for individuals who are brain injury survivors. And I'd like to say that um, I represent those individuals in a number of different ways in my legal practice, as well as within the community because I've chaired the New York State Council on Traumatic Brain Injury. And because I was the president of the Brain Injury Association of New York State. And because I teach a course on brain injury law at GW Law School, trying to educate new lawyers on how to effectively advocate for people who have sustained a traumatic brain injury.
1: I love that. How did you get into this? Like how did it become a passion project for you?
2: Well, this has become a passion. And I got into this kind of by accident um, by representing an individual that was in a high-speed motor vehicle accident because somebody crossed over the double yellow line and, and ran into him. And he's had some physical injuries, significant physical injuries, and they all healed. And he was left though with memory problems and with emotional issues that prevented him from effectively um, living within the community and returning to work in the same manner that that he had before. And what was so puzzling was he looked normal and he sounded normal. And to anybody who made a casual observation of him would say, I can't figure out what's wrong with this individual. There's nothing wrong with him. He seems fine. But yet he had a whole host of issues that were real, that really were plaguing him. And I had, in order to represent him, I had to really learn and understand what brain injuries were all about. And it became a fascinating pursuit for me over the years. I feel like
0: that would be hard with brain injury. Like if someone has back issues, like they can, you know, my back hurts, I can't Mm -hmm. move, I can't walk. But with the brain injury, it probably is a lot harder to diagnose and or realize you even have issues.
2: Well, it's very hard and it's very frustrating because the uh, average person just doesn't understand what this is all about. And we're trained to look at somebody and in our mind come up with a conclusion that there's something wrong, that they have a disability. But with a brain injury, you just can't see it because it's an invisible injury. So it makes it harder for the outside observer to understand what's happening to that individual that he or she is observing. And it's so frustrating for the individual with a brain injury because, number one, it's difficult to explain. And number two, because people don't see it, they don't believe it. Um... So it's frustrating for everybody.
1: Yeah. And kind of what got you into it is an extreme situation with the car accident and everything. But, you know, also very passionate about uh, youth football and, yeah. you know, youth tackle football in
0: particular. And I know there's other sports that cause a lot of concussions as well. I so would, I would assume like gymnastics, maybe. Do you see anything like that?
2: Well you, you know th- there is really no um, sporting activity where one can't get concussed um, and in, and it's something that we just don't think about. We do think about it with football obviously. We might think about it with baseball or soccer um, but It can happen in any any sport at all you mentioned cheerleading it happened in ice skating falling on the ice um obviously any contact sports where people run and and, um, collide can cause a concussion any sport where somebody could hit the ground and their head could hit the ground can cause a concussion but Any sport where the head could move violently forwards and backwards or to the side, because of the nature of the injury and what happens to the brain within the skull can cause someone to have a concussion. So we have to be aware of this in all sporting activities.
0: What are some things people should look out for? Or when would they reach out to you?
2: Well. Let's, let's talk about let, let's talk about parents first and and safety. Yeah Bec- because the best cure for a brain injury is prevention. So let's talk about the simple steps that we need to take to try to prevent the brain injury from taking place. And th- those steps of course include wearing a helmet
0: mm-hmm.
2: and also setting the right example by wearing a helmet yourself. So it's not enough to tell your child, to wear a helmet when they ride a bicycle or with are skateboarding, whether they're skiing, you have to wear that helmet to set the right example. Helmets have to be considered cool for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a
2: good and, point. And when, when we're in, engaged in sports, we have to be careful that everyone involved follows the rules. And when we follow the rules properly, we are going to go a long way to prevent preventable brain injuries from occurring. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, not all brain injuries are preventable when we're involved in sports. It's inevitable that someone in any sport along the way will suffer a brain injury, a child or an adult. Sometimes they just can't be prevented. So now we have to talk about how to recognize that that injury took place and take the necessary steps to prevent the repeat injury from taking place before the brain has properly healed. So let's talk about the signs and symptoms of a concussion. A concussion is a brain injury. Mm -hmm. It's one form of a brain injury and The signs and symptoms of a concussion really take many different forms. They can be physical, they can be emotional, they could be cognitive, Ah. they could be behavioral. The physical symptoms are easy to describe. Headaches, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, sensitivity to bright light or sounds sleep disturbances. These are all physical signs of a concussion. Cognitively, people who have a concussion might have memory problems. They might have difficulty concentrating. They might have some impairment in what's known as multifunctioning or multitasking or executive function, doing many things at the same time. Uh, talking on the telephone and supervising your children, um, reading a cookbook and cooking at the same time uh, uh, some uh, examples. There, there might be other problems, emotional problems. A person with a concussion might have emotional outbursts. They might not be able to control their behavior or their anger. They might not have that break on what they say and say inappropriate things or do things that are inappropriate. Or they might have um, depression or anxiety as a result. Now, the, the problem is not everybody has all of these problems. And not all of these problems happen at the same time. And some of these problems or symptoms happen and go away and new symptoms appear. So this is a very complicated subject, but the first thing that we have to realize is that when someone looks like they're out of it, someone is walking around like they're dazed or confused, or when they are seeing stars or acting inappropriately, you have to suspect that a concussion happened. And when that happens, the best thing is to take that individual, that child or adult athlete out of play. When in doubt, keep them out until they've been medically cleared to return to play because what we don't want to happen is that child or an adult sustaining a second concussion before the first concussion heals. Why is that? Because the second concussion can be a lot worse than the first concussion and it becomes a lot harder to recover after a second concussion takes place. So we want to take proper precautions if we even suspect that that child has sustained the concussion. And of course we have a whole different problem when we talk about concussions. And that's not just returning to play, that's returning to school. What do we do with that child when we that child returns to school? We have to provide that child with proper support in the school system to ensure that they he or she is functioning properly. They may need extra time. They might need extra support. They might need to take more frequent rest. These are all important considerations for a teacher or for a school when dealing with a child who has sustained the concussion.
1: Yeah. And it's good for us mothers to know because we have to be our children's advocates and yes. we have to fight for our children and I think that's like something I didn't think about you know my son's only two so mm-hmm. I'm not there yet so I'm glad to kind of think about this ahead of time mm-hmm. my husband did motocross he did baseball he did football and he suffered many concussions and we really mm-hmm. believe that he has like some like effects from it you know um, so I was really excited to be able to talk with you today and learn more about it and how to better protect my son.
2: Well, let's talk about your son for a second because he's two and, and here's something important to understand who suffers concussions and brain injuries. Well, surprisingly, children, young children under the age of two and elderly individuals, suffer more concussions than any other group. Wow. Why is that? Because young children and the elderly are more susceptible to striking their heads in falls. Mm. So even for children as young as two, we have to be careful when we think a concussion has happened. Now, obviously that two-year-old child can't tell us that they sustained a concussion and that makes it much harder to, to deal with and if that young child has sustained a concussion now I don't want to scare you but this is important to understand the full ramifications of that concussion might not become apparent for many many years why is that because the brain is still developing and until the child learns how to read, or goes to school, and engages in math, or begins to socialize with other children, we're really not going to understand the full effects that that concussion might have had on on the particular child.
1: And you probably might not even be able to relate it back to a concussion at that point, unless there was like a major mm-hmm. accident or trauma that you can recall. Like a lot of us have little mini concussions. Without even really realizing
2: it, that, that uh, I don't like to talk about mini concussions, <laughs> but all concussions to me are serious. There's no such thing as mini or mild. The
0: event that led up to yeah, it. Like like, it might not have been a huge event like where they got slammed against a wall or something, but it could have been a minor fall, so yeah. minor minor event. Yeah, yeah. that's better. Not word. a minor concussion,
2: right? Not a not it a mini go. concussion, but well, let's talk about minor events can cause major problems. Yeah. And, 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 and that's because, you know, you don't need to hit your head to have had a concussion. Ah. Hmm. You don't need to be rendered unconscious to have a concussion. A concussion is caused by the movement of the brain within the skull. Hmm. And, and, and while we like to think of the skull as being hard and rigid and providing protection to individuals, if you looked at the inside of the skull, we, w- we would understand that it's very different. There are a lot of ridges and protrusions and sharp edges. And the brain is floating within the skull in fluid. And the brain is soft. And when that brain moves forwards or backwards or to the sides within the skull, it bangs up along the sides of the skull. And, and that's those bruises can cause major problems to, to that brain and, and the nerve fibers in the nerve tissues within the brain get stretched and they get torn and they get frayed sort of like a telephone cable and when that brain is shaken that's when problems develop so what i like to say very simply is when you shake it you break it
1: i mean i'm gonna be honest i i have enough anxiety before knowing that <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm just gonna be like just
0: slowly now
1: yeah. don't bump into anything <laughs> don't do anything is there any
0: like immediate things to look out for when something like that is someone is shaken or hits their head is like there when any- should they go to the hospital like, like when's it yeah what are- well,
2: well that would be important that would be an important first step to go to a hospital to make sure that there is no bleeding within the brain that there are not other problems of a major uh, major developing in that individual but you want to have that child see their pediatrician to make sure that they are not suffering from any lingering effects of that concussion before you allow them to go back to sporting activities
1: is there any healing that can be done to fix a concussion once it's been had
2: well That's subject to a lot of controversy right now, because um, you can't fix a broken brain, unfortunately. We could try to allow that brain to rest and heal. We could try to provide rehabilitation for the individual, but there are no quick fixes for a broken brain. So we have to be there to try to provide emotional support to the individual, to try to provide necessary rehabilitation to that individual, to make sure that there are other problems that haven't developed as a result of that concussion. Um, But sometimes the best fix for concussion, in fact, is time.
1: You know, it's just crazy, too, because I think about in football, you know, man's sport, you know, it's kind of what you think about it. And like they get hurt and they get hit all the time and they're just supposed to shake it off and brush it off and keep going. So how often are they probably getting these repeat concussions before the first one heals?
2: Unfortunately, very often, because a lot of time these concussions go unrecognized and untreated. And um, people and children are allowed to go back to play without recognizing even that a concussion has taken place. So, that is a major, major problem that anybody in the field of concussions or sports concussion management is faced with.
0: Um, I saw something, I was looking through your Facebook page. You were talking about how it's difficult right now, too, for children who've had brain injuries to do the online learning right now. your thoughts
2: on that well you know online learning is different for all of us but when you have a brain injury and you have problems concentrating sticking to it to a task it becomes even more difficult when you have behavioral issues that prevent you from um, again staying on task And that's what happens when you have a brain injury, it becomes even harder to engage in remote learning. And just think of all the problems that we had this afternoon, just getting started with our conversation, clicking all the right buttons on the computer to make sure we have the audio working, the visual working, that we, we could see each other. Well, try doing that when you've had a concussion, it, just doesn't work out right. So you can't leave a child who's had a concussion in front of a computer and, and leave it up to them to make sure that everything is working. You need a parent there. You need somebody there to help them in a system. And sometimes, unfortunately, we just don't recognize all of that when we're dealing with a person who had a concussion. Um, these are complicated issues um, and, and people with a concussion need proper support.
0: Complicate, Complicated times right now.
2: Yes, it is. Unfortunately, it's complicated for everybody.
0: Yes, especially in New York, right?
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, not just New York. You guys in Arizona are experiencing the same problems, and we're experiencing the same problems all over the country.
0: Oh, yes. My kids are in school, though. They are back. They've been in school since August 17th. I don't want to do the online thing. I can't focus long enough. To- <laughs> right.
2: Neither can I, but... <laughs> Yeah, I
0: said, we had issues with this. I don't want to three times. I have three kids. So, oh, it's too much. I feel like this was really good for parents to hear because I know my daughter, she is five. and She just started gymnastics. And I had another parent warn me. um, Their kids were in gymnastics for years. And they're like, just be careful because there's injuries that can happen. Make sure it's something she really wants to do. And now I'm like kind of questioning whether I want her to stay in it.
2: Well, I mean, that it, all of these sports, look, it's a, it's an individual decision that, that parents have to make for, for their own child, what sports they're going to allow them to engage in. But whatever that sport is, I, I think it's important that parents make sure that for that particular sport, all proper safety protocols are in place. And... Um, the people who are responsible for supervising your children have the proper skills to do it and are properly educated in concussion symptoms, the signs and symptoms of a concussion and are properly educated in knowing what to do when that concussion or suspected concussion takes place, which in my mind is very simple keep that child out until they are, are properly monitored and, and properly cleared to, to return to play. And to make sure that, that these coaches and athletic trainers and anybody else responsible for your child knows that they have to tell you that a suspected concussion happened so that you can watch your own child and, and take the, the, the proper steps and that these concussions get recorded in a child's school record. So that if a second concussion takes place, we know that something happened in the past and that this record follows this child through the through the school system. These are all important steps that, that we have to ensure happen in, in, in any sport.
0: So true. Um, I wanna take it back to the beginning of this conversation. One thing you said, about how parents should wear helmets i my dad used to tell me I had to wear my helmet when I rode my bike when I rode my scooter and I hated that and he never wore one so I really do think that would help I think that's a good piece of advice to make
1: parents wear it too I know about that I honestly don't wear a helmet and shame on me you're so right like i <laughs> am gonna go make me and my husband motivated um, ride start bike still, and he absolutely fully gears up. Then he's got the helmet. You know, he's got everything. But when like, when I go ride a bike with my family, I'm not wearing a helmet. We gotta go get helmets. Now. We gotta go get <laughs> helmets. We're gonna commit to that. Thank you. That's our commitment. <laughs> yes.
2: You gotta get a helmet, and you gotta make sure all these children wear helmets.
0: Oh yeah, no, the children, yes, children, but yes. me, yeah. I'm the bad one.
2: You don't have to go out and buy the hundred dollar helmet.
0: No, yeah, we wouldn't. No. <laughs> no. you don't
2: don't need to do that
0: (laughs) well thank you so much seriously this was a really informative episode i think especially for parents who especially kids any age really i was gonna say yeah you you taught us at any age really i know right because i you
1: know my son too you know he's not he's not in sports yet but he's a little a, you know and i'm already you know anxious as it is so i got to make sure i'm not too anxious but but just be aware of the
0: symptoms the signs and now you're informed and now I'm informed. That's the important okay. thing. So That's a good thing. Where can our followers um, find you at if they want to search you, on maybe your Facebook or website?
2: Well, they could always go to our website, which is www.brainlaw.com. Okay. Which has a lot of useful information about concussions, about brain injuries, about brain injury in children and sports I- issues. And we have some very good videos there that that would be informative to parents who have children with a brain injury and also how to prevent brain injuries from occurring. But that's the best start. Go to our website, perfect. www.brainlaw.com. All right, perfect.
0: Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We yeah. appreciate your time.
2: Well, thank you for allowing me to join you today. And I wish everybody a happy, healthy, and safe holiday season. And let's hope for a better new year.
0: Yes, same to you. Here's to 2021.